Good morning. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. How are you guys? We're back. Um, okay, so this is episode 11. Uh-huh. We're not going to start that today. Yeah, sorry, um, episode 11, it is on Christian taboos, uh-huh. and the title is We Are All Jewels in His Crown. Yes. So tell us what we are going over today, Miss Ebony. Okay, so um, Christian taboo topics obviously are um, topics in Christianity that uh, are forbidden so basically you know rules or whatever that are forbidden like um premarital sex um don't drink alcohol homosexuality uh what else alcoholism um mm-hmm. what else do we say um just you know all the, all of the the commandments pretty much you know you can't do this you can't do that all of the rules that keep us separated in my opinion from re- relationships so right. um we thought that that would be a good topic to discuss so we'll start off um Marche chose three, and then I chose three. Okay, so what was your first one? My first one was premarital sex. So um, so I have two ways to look at that. So obviously the first one, um, the first way I look at it is God's word is his word. So right. he literally tells us that um, not to have it, you know, don't do it, and that's just what he says. But for somebody like me, you know, we, we talked about it before, I'm very rebellious. So I just, I um, before I just got to where I was, I would always just rebel, you right. know, and I would just rebel. I'm like, I'm, because it has to make sense to me. I'm always somebody who says, like, make it make sense. Right. So you say, don't do this. Why? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just being honest. I'm always like, why can I do this? I need to know why, because otherwise, you know, if I'm just on a, my, my personality or whatever is too rebellious for me just to say, I'm going to follow these rules. Right. It's not going to work. So I had to be like, well, why is it not going to work? And I'm somebody who have to find out, you know, like fat me. You know what I'm saying? What's the saying? <laughs> it's a ghost in here this morning, y'all. Everything is falling apart. Doors are closing. But yes, um, the fat, fat meat is greasy. So I always have to find that out. Um, you know, like, just I've always just been like that. So right. um, when it came to premarital sex, I wanted to know, well, God says don't have premarital sex, but why? Right. Um, you know, what's his reason behind that? And so we, me and you, we've discussed that before. But I think the the bigger issue is not because he's just trying to, you know, like keep us up under this religion or that he's just saying, you know, don't do this because it's bad. I think that he has reasons behind why he doesn't want us to do it. Right. Um, and I say, if you still do it, that don't mean, in my opinion, I don't think that anybody who continues to, you know, sin or whatever, are they condemned to hell? I don't think so. Right. Um, cause I, I'm still a sinner, even though I, um, you know, spread his word or I, you know, want to be one of his uh, witnesses, but I try not to sin. Like, right. I, you know, my, the goal is to try to um, please God or to try to, you know, love him, but it comes again in love. So anyways, with the premarital sex, um, there's this video I found on YouTube and it's, um, it's called 10 Reasons Not to Have Sex. And he didn't come from more a religion based point. He, mm-hmm. His was more so um, just why it's not right. So right. he talked about um, one, like soul ties, which is very, um, like important because when we do, you know, go out and we have sex with somebody who's not our, you know, spouse or whatever, well, we start to connect with that person. Right. And then we start to, you know, you know, like exchange, um, literally soul ties, you know, right. you wonder why you can't get over this person, why it's so hard. Well, at this point y'all have began to pair bond. Right. And there's, um, this thing that is called oxytocin. So that's literally a, um, like a chemical that's released when we have sex. Right. And it, it, it makes us feel like we're super attached to this person when 
you really should only be that attached to your spouse right. or whatever. So that's one reason why I'm like, so that makes sense to me. Right. You know, if you could explain it to, like that, you know, why we can't do it because, um, you know, this person may be crazy. This person right. may be, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, it has to make sense. It just can't be because it's in the Bible. Don't do it, whatever. Right. I have to know the repercussions and all of that. Right. So, so pause there okay. before you keep going. So as you guys have seen and will continue to see, we are literally like, Yin and yang, like we are two completely like opposites. So how you say you question everything? Like literally, once I see that word, I'm up. Like, oh, that's it. Like I don't what? question nothing. Yeah, like I literally, I just take it at its word. And literally, me and my brother actually got into it the <laughs> other day. I'm not even playing. Like because he was saying, um, what did he bring up? He was talking. Oh, he was talking about uh, Cain and Abel, um, and how who killed who? Cain, Cain was the the one who killed Abel. Okay, so. He said, you know, God put a uh, mark on Cain. He punished him, but he said nobody else could touch him. Mm-hmm. So he was like, if at that point it was only Adam, Eve, and their two kids, okay. what do you mean nobody else can touch him? Because at that point there shouldn't be anybody else in the world. Right. So he was like, so it'd be like, you know, stuff like that that's not explained. So right. first I'm like, wait, what? what? Yeah. So I'm trying to like explain, like, no, <laughs> what he said is what he <laughs> right. said. Don't yeah. be questioning nothing. Right. Like, literally. But like you said, that does go to, like, just our different personalities as mm-hmm. far as, you need to you need to know the why behind it right i just see the word and be like okay i just need to do that right but again we're still like i even though i see the word i'm still a sinner like i still commit right. sins mm-hmm. i'm not perfect i like that's just what it is as long as we're on this earth right. we're going to be sinners period right but that's why jesus came and yeah. paid the price for that so well booby is correct and booby is our brother but um he is correct because there is a lot of hypocrisy right in the bible you know in the bible and like i said a lot of times it's it's old testament versus right. new testament right. what was acceptable back then so if you are a new christian or you know or you know new believer or whatever there are going to be some things that's going to be you're not going to understand unexplainable yeah, right unexplainable, exactly yeah. and i'm like because at one point incest was okay right you know like mm, of course it was exactly. old testament but i'm like of course now that's another taboo topic right. you know um because even in i think other cultures i was like researching this morning and it's still okay for them to marry cousins, for them, yep. Uh, to like, yeah, so brothers, family members, exactly. So, um, like I said, that's something you know we just don't understand, but you know it still happens. So, um, but yeah, but as far as what God said about premarital sex, He does say not to have it. Now, like I said, if you do have it, that's on you. You deal with the consequences because right. there are always consequences with when we don't sin. do right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any kind of sin, you know, whether you drink, whether it's whatever. And like I said, this is not con- this is not judgment because obviously, you know. I still do what I, you know, like right. I still do what I want to, not what I want to do, but I, cause I know what I'm supposed to do, but that don't mean I do <laughs> what I'm supposed to do, but I still don't walk a, you know, like a straight line. Right. No, I don't live no cookie cutter life. You know, I just, I'm just ebony. So. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So along the lines with the premarital sex, like you said, um, the topic or the taboo topic of homosexuality. Um, and I, we actually just had a conversation about it before we went live, um, about, your pastor, Pastor Evans at Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, he did like a series where he was talking to his children on stage at the church and was like basically taking questions from the um, congregation. Mm-hmm. And he, the subject of um, abortion came up mm-hmm. and he was like, well, everything comes or starts with a biblical perspective. The Bible, if you're going according to the Bible, it's a sin, period. Right. Same thing with premarital sex. Same thing with my topic that I chose, which was homosexuality. Mm-hmm. It's all basically homosexuality, premarital sex, um, lustful eyes. It's all under the same category as far as lust. Right. It starts with the eyes. So mm-hmm. 
with homosexuality, obviously it does say in the Bible, it is a sin. <clears throat> but, which I actually researched on it, the Bible actually talks about like murder, lying, um, pride, right. all of those sins a lot more than it talks about homosexuality. And the whole point, like you said earlier, it's not con condemnation. His law is his law is wrong. It's right. a sin. Let's start from there. But the point is he's not counting anybody out. He's not saying, oh, because you're um, homosexual, you, you can't be my child. Right. We all have certain sins that we commit. That's just what it is. Right. He doesn't count us out for that. Mm -hmm. He doesn't condemn us to hell because, again, he sent his son to pay the price for everybody's sin exactly. back then, presently, mm -hmm. and future. Any sin you could ever make right. is covered by the blood of Jesus as long as you accept him as your personal Lord and Savior. Right. So like you said in your topic that you chose, it's more about the relationship with Christ and not mm -hmm. sticking to rules and, rules and regulations. Right. Being so, you know, tied to trying to... Um, trying to do all the rules that's mm -hmm. you know legalism or whatever if you do that you can mm -hmm. never um you can never meet the standard right and i also think even when um i'm just like it's not our job to to convict you like right. that's the holy spirit's job right and god knows how to judge you so that's why i always say it's not my job to judge you it's my right. job to say to pass the message along and then i move out the way exactly you know what i'm saying like it's not our job to be like oh you know you do this you know you condemned to eternity in hell you know or damnation or whatever it is right um Cause it's like, who are you? Exactly. Girl, I just saw you last night. You know, like I literally just saw you last night, or just saw you whatever. <laughs> exactly. So you or you no, just uh, yeah. turned away your brother. You yeah. just told you just somebody cut off. Somebody out. Exactly. You just, you know, whatever. So that's why I say I ain't got no place to say nothing to nobody. Right. No um, condemnation. No condemnation. His word is his word. He'll deal with you. Exactly. And, um, and he has to show. He has to work again. It's yeah. all about working righteousness through you, transforming you from the inside out. He said right. everything start everything is a matter of the heart. The heart. Exactly. Literally, that's what he focuses on and he's transforming us from glory to glory into mm -hmm. his image. He knows we are heathens without him. Yep. And our flesh in this world is just extremely strong and without him we cannot do it. So Absolutely. that's the first thing knowing, okay, look God, and I actually had to come to the point like you said, trying to do right yourself mm -hmm. because it's, you know, it's not, it's not based on our works. Nothing is based on our works so that we cannot boast. It's right. all mm -hmm. on his grace. That's true. So I had to get to a point where I'm like, okay, you know, these addictions I have or whatever, anything that I know for a fact, I keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. Okay. I'm not going to eat sweets or sugar for 90 days. Right. Day two. <laughs> that's out the window. Right. <laughs> like literally. Mm -hmm. until, so I literally had to get to a point where, like, look, God, I cannot do this. You literally are going to have to step in and do this. Like, you're going to have to come in and transform me from the inside out. You're mm -hmm. going to have to take these desires mm -hmm. away from me because yep. they're in me. Right. I cannot get them away. Literally, mm -hmm. on my own, I'm going to be stuck in that sin or whatever. Right. He has to be the one to do that. And be, like you said, when you plant the seed or when you, you know, basically plant the seed, mm -hmm. take a step back. God is going to work it because that person, first of all, first and foremost, has to see it for themselves. Yeah. They have to want to change themselves. That's and true. as me and you both know, literally, like, when we tell nobody nothing, I don't care. You, you it does not, it does not matter. matter until that person is, until the time, <laughs> until the time. Exactly. We always talk about time. For such a time as this, God has an appointed time when he wants something to happen. I don't care how much you tell somebody, how much you drill in their head, how much you whatever. Until God is ready for that person to receive whatever message, message or whatever, then it's pointless. Literally. You're, be you're beating a dead horse. And I literally actually just saw that it was, um, I had gone to um, Tabitha's Tea Party. Mm -hmm. Hey, Ebony. Um, <laughs> another Ebony. Mm -hmm. um, 
they had a Bible study and um, they were at the beginning they talk about or they have you stand up and say like a, you know what was your girl get up moment mm-hmm. or whatever um, and it was a mother there and she said basically she had to get out of her son's way who was um, an addict okay. and she was like she found out recently that she was you know enabling him or whatever and mm-hmm. she was like she had to basically take a step back and let basically God do the work mm-hmm. like at that point it's out of her hands there's nothing she could do to save him literally yeah. nothing she could do that mm-hmm. is all God's work or whatever and it's the same with us whether mm-hmm. you are you know having sex with somebody that's not your husband or homosexual or like you said um the other topics we're going to bring up alcohol yeah. and all of that right it's a sin point blank period that's where we start out it yeah. is sin taking or taking a step back from that now it's up to God to do that work within you to yeah. tra- transform to, exactly to <laughs> transform you and right. again he's going to have to open your eyes and we always talk about this uh removing the veil like mm-hmm. t- taking the scales off of your eyes right. like God has to show you that if you cannot see that there's no there's no room there's for nothing, change yeah. literally there's nothing we can do mm-hmm. um okay so that's that on premarital sex homosexuality um what's your next topic so my next topic is um <laughs> family issues now it's not really like like taboo where it's forbidden, but I wanted to I actually had a really good discussion and maybe we'll go more in depth when our um, guests come, Kiki. So Kiki um, posted, she actually posted this um, message on her Insta story. And I tell you all the time, her Insta story is being lit um, all the time. <laughs> like I'm always just like, I'm like, girl, I come in on every one, every single one. But basically, the message said something along the line of um, family and, like, forgiveness. And she said that there's a lack of spiritual maturity when a person cannot see the flaws within their own home or, you know, when your family member or something falls short. And you pretty much, like, still, basically, regardless of what they do, you kind of have to still forgive them. Right. And so I asked her, um, I'm like, okay, so where, where do you draw the line at? Because to me, it's a fine line. So the reason why I say it's taboo, first of all, is because, you know, God says forgive everybody, you know, whatever. Right. But then you have family members, and I'm like, when do you draw the line of where, because I'm like, family members can get cut off too. Right. You know? Yeah. So how do you draw the line whether, because I'm like, if God put you in this family, you had no, you can pick your friends, you can pick whatever, you don't get to choose your family. Right. That's where he placed you. So if he puts you in this family, then obviously he wants you to, whether it's minister, you know, everybody should be ministering to each other. Right. Everybody should be you know, like you have work to do in that family. Right. Where do you draw the line at? You know, like I said, if a family member d- has done something to you mm-hmm. that has offended you, that you feel like that was just wrong. If somebody else had did that, that wasn't your family member, you would have cut them off. Right. How, you know, where where's the line drawn? So I think, and we, you know, just went over the topic about kingdom friendships or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's the same principles as far as family goes, because in God's eyes, we're all sisters and brothers. So it's like our family, like you said, we did not pick them. There is a stronger bond to yeah. me as far as, you know, no matter what, we family at the end of the day. Right. Like, it should be, um, one second. It should be, um, it should be nothing that keeps you from coming together as a family. Now, of course. So, real quick. So, But that is the difference because we have we saw, like, three or four scriptures last week that talk about friends where, where God has, you know, like, where it's been wisdom. If your friend has done this, bye-bye you know like you know (laughs) you know like there is a point you know god does not say keep being friends with this person right like he don't right so i'm like so that's different than family because or is it different than family because i do know for friends he has said you know 
now now it's up to you to be wise you right. know if this friend has if still they done keep this, doing that. if this friend has keep doing this yeah like the first time yeah the second time you know you hit me you know like you hit me first or whatever it's, right it's your fault but then you hit me twice it's my fault so as you as i talked about last time i told you i have an issue with just forgiveness like i because of us being or trying to be christ's mm-hmm. image bearers right when his disciples came to him, obviously they had been bickering. You know they all had their own issues. Mm-hmm. He still chose them. Yeah. When they came to him and said, how many times should I forgive my brother? He said seven times seven. Seven times seven. seven. Yeah. So. Which means unlimited. Exactly. Yeah. Unlimited. So that's what I'm saying. Like family, friends, as long as they ain't trying to kill you or, you know, something. Yeah. You Like we know. You know when somebody literally is like, okay, I cannot I cannot be around that person. Like yeah. I'm going to love you from a distance or from afar or whatever. But when it comes to family, it's just like, yeah, I've gotten into it with my family members. Yeah, I've been offended. But it's like a bond that cannot be broken. Like, mm-hmm. when I think about them or when I see them, it's nothing but love. So yeah. I'm just like, my hope is, and it's about your perspective. Are you trying to, no matter what, okay, I'm going you know, to let that go. We family, we need to stick together. Or are you going to be, you know, worried about the offense itself? Yeah. Because as we, as we talked about on those other episodes, we become a, a too sensitive generation. Like mm-hmm. everything offends us. Right. When okay, it's okay to be offended, but the whole goal God talks about over and over and over. You cannot be forgiven unless you forgive. Exactly. That's, that's just what it is. That's so true. we go like, what's the verse about? We need to take joy or whatever in our sufferings. Like mm-hmm. on this earth, we're gonna have division. On this right. earth, we're going we're to gonna get gonna into it. Exactly. Yes. We're gonna see things differently. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean. We just can't talk to each other. Oh, well, right. we can't get along. Like, that's that's a part of the work. That's a part of us working on our salvation, mm-hmm. sh- extending love to others, family, friends, or whatever. So I just think, I don't think, like I said, unless it's something, like, just so serious and you right. would obviously know that, I don't think you should be cutting nobody off. I agree. Well, <clears throat> I, <laughs> um, um, like I said, I, I don't know because I am somebody who come from, if if you ain't with me, bye-bye. Right. But, but of course, that's not the true testament of, Christianity, right. like you said, the true testament of Christianity is forgiving seventy times seven, or right. you know, unlimited. Um, that's that's the true testament of love. And then she actually, Kiki actually responded um, a few minutes ago, and she made a very good point. And she said that um, that person may be struggling with being, you know, like um, oh no no no. She said that um, you should be able to forgive that person to keep them in in your life to minister to that person. And then she kind of went more in depth, but. I had to look at it from that Christian perspective, right? And from the perspective of um, Ebony, you on a, you have a whole job, right? You know, like you, right. you you're being a Christian. That's a whole job. Right. That's a whole different standard. That's exactly. A whole whatever. So yes, you you should be able to if you can get on a podcast and encourage people and talk to people about doing this, and you ain't living that in your life, right? Then you need yeah. to get off the podcast. Yeah, that's so. literally the truth. And he basically says, so in the Bible, of course, if he's telling us we have to love our enemies, like turn the other cheek, don't repay evil for evil like if we had to do that for our enemy yeah. surely we can do it for people that Jesus. are in our family like literally so that's what i'm saying it's just i for forgiveness and yeah. for love like i literally that's just how i am or whatever it's as you know it's hard for me to cut somebody off i literally was like well what about this what about this what about this? Yeah. like she gonna give I, you 50, 50 <laughs> times 50 times <laughs> exactly and yeah. then be complaining right. but i just that's just how i am no, so that's good. okay um okay so we did premarital sex 
homosexuality, mm-hmm. um, family we, issues, family issues. Then, okay, so the next one is mine for alcohol. Mm, okay, mm, so mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> of course, again, what's the biblical perspective? We got to start with that. Um, the Bible doesn't say al- drinking alcohol is a sin. It says don't get drunk. Don't get drunk because the drunkenness yeah. is the problem. And believe that again. So with um, homosexuality, um, premarital sex. Um, lust, adultery, those sins is the sin of the of the eyes. Right, lust of the eyes. Um, for drunkenness, is about what is that? I think it is gluttony, and you know that's one of mine. <laughs> um, it's 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 wanting things too much. Like you're going after something, and it's basically becoming an idol at that point. Mm. It's something that you you in your head you cannot live without, and that's why it's called alcoholism. That's why it's called drunkenness. You've taken it a step too far, basically. And I say that with mine because you know I'm greedy. You know my eyes are bigger than my stomach. Like, I will literally get five meals. And if I see somebody else with something, I'm going to get that, too. Like, mm. it's, like I said, it's gluttony. To me, it's gluttony. But right. then beneath that is making something your idol. You have to have it. You got to have it every day. You think you can't live without it. Mm-hmm. If it's not Christ, you, like, basically, it, it, should not, it should be nothing in your mind that comes before Christ. And if you're coming to something that you say you cannot live without, right. that's a problem. That's good. Okay. So do you remember we were on, um, we were on the cruise and then there was a book I read, Billy Graham. Remember mm-hmm. he said those three things mm. that, that get people caught up. He said it's yes. lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh. And yep. he said, I think it was the other one. Um, it was one more. But see, again, I mean, I do agree with everything you said too, but I also, I also think it could be lust of the flesh because mm-hmm. a lot of times when people, they want to. They want to feel good. That's what it is. They want to feel good. Feel you know, so good. they want whatever it is. You know, they're going through. Let's just say they broke. You know, they got twenty dollars. They're gonna get spend their last right. ten dollars on a bottle. You know, or whatever, <laughs> because they want to feel good. They exactly. just want to forget all the worries, all the stress, all the whatever they're going through. Um, literally, know, they just want to feel good. So, and everything you said is literally when I say it in the Bible, I'm not even playing. Mm. So, um. In Ecclesiastes, um, King Solomon says, uh, well, one thing at least is good. It is for a man to eat well, Mm -hmm. drink a good glass of wine, accept his position in life, and enjoy his work, whatever his job may be, for however long the Lord may let him live. So you see one of the most wise, richest (coughs) uh, men, kings Mm -hmm. on the earth, Solomon, talking about it feels good, basically. Like, drinking feels good. It and it literally says in the Bible, let me try to find it. Um, Maybe Noah was a drunk. Literally, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They, it, they drank through all they throughout did. the Bible. But it, I literally looked it up. It said, even in the Bible, it says, um, I think it was in Proverbs about, um, you know, when you're sick, you need to drink wine. Don't right. drink no more water. You need to drink wine when you're sick. Right. Or um, as far as when you're depressed, it says, I think it's in Proverbs about hey. wine will literally... <laughs> It, it ups your spirits. Yeah. Like you said, it makes you feel good. Right. So to me, God's standards is ju- it's just what they are, but it, he's not trying to withhold anything good from us. Right. He allowed it. Jesus turned, <laughs> I mean, provided wine for a whole wedding. Right. So that's what I'm saying. It's it's not the the wine or the alcohol itself. It's the it's control behind exactly it. Exactly. Self-control. self-control. And that's the fruit of the spirit, right. literally. Love, self-control, patience, kindness gentleness right. but self-control is a fruit of the spirit yep. and that's what it's about and when you're getting to a point where you just have to have alcohol every day just to feel good, to feel good. now you're taking jesus's healing or his whatever he gives you joy right. mm-hmm. peace 
and you're putting it on something earthly or worldly right um that's temporary too because exactly. as you know you can't you if you drink that much you would literally like you can die from that exactly so it's all about like you exactly what you said self-control mm-hmm. so but on alcohol i also saw a verse that said um because we always, you know, people in our lives, Annie's cousins, whoever, some that do not play, they don't play with alcohol. Yeah. And they're like, don't drink around me. Oh, you know, y'all wrong for that. Why y'all drinking that? Like, it's it's more of a, a condemning right. tone. Right. But, <clears throat> which I've never seen this verse before. I'm not even playing today. It said, um, dealing with stuff like that, alcohol, or anything that can make somebody else trip and fall into mm-hmm. sin. It said, Right. For their don't sake, provoke him, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. So at first, I was like, you know, who are you to tell me? You can't tell me that. Right. I should be able to go to this restaurant or whatever. But it is a matter of respect. If mm-hmm. if you know they're like that, they don't want to be around alcohol for whatever reason. Respect them, basically. <clears throat> okay. So with that scripture, I took that as because I have heard that scripture before, and what I heard from that is, um, like, say, let's say for instance, you basically me and you going out to eat, and mm-hmm. then you know I'm I'm a drunk, right? You know. And then I'm trying, I've been sober for 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. And then you have this glass of wine in front of me. Right. Well, now I'm going to want a glass of wine. Exactly. You know, so, that, exactly. so that's, you know, what I got that from uh, from that too. But I do think there is, a, there is like you said, it's a condemnation behind it. Because right. um, like Pastor Evan said before, he said he don't drink, not because of the sin or whatever. He right. said because he know he has a following. Right, He said exactly. he has a people that, that watch him. He has a flock. So he does not drink. Because he's held to, you know, like right. a high standard. He's like, now, even though he doesn't, if he want to at home behind closed doors, he right. can, but he still does not drink. Right. Um, and I even, you know, I speak, I tell you all the time, like my mom, I have never, I've never seen her drink ever, ever. Not because whatever, um, she just said she don't like the taste. Okay. You know? Right. So it ain't because she thought, you know, it's bad because, right. um, you know, that she, she just not like that. She, right. you know, I remember one time she tried to have a drink. Um, I think like a glass of wine or something. But she just never been a drinker. But she also don't condemn those who drink. Right, and you that's know what I'm that's what that's yeah. what it needs to be. It's not again. It should be no condemnation. <clears throat> and really, I mean, my mama talk about this. Different people act differently when they drink. So absolutely, you drinking wine or even me, like when we drink, we're not fighting nobody, cussing nobody out, right. trying to kill nobody, like. <laughs> <laughs> it literally yeah is it, it depends on the person so if you are somebody who cannot drink because of those reasons because it makes you act a whole fool right. or do things that are not you know that you normally wouldn't do if you hadn't drink then mm-hmm. yes by all means you should not be drinking but once you get to that point you say okay I, you know I, I do all this all these bad things when I'm drinking I don't need to drink don't then use that same logic to try to turn around and tell somebody else oh you shouldn't be drinking period right. like it's it, it it's it depends on the person yeah, and agree. what you're doing, what comes out of you when you're drinking. And again, it does. The Bible does not say it's a sin to drink. It says, "Do not become drunk." Mm-hmm. So once you get past, everybody knows their limit. Right. You know how much you drink, mm-hmm. and, and you know how far it's going to lead. So again, for that one, it needs to be self control. Really, for all of our sins, it's all based on self control. Mm-hmm. Not making something your idol. Not thinking you have to feel or putting yes. so much um, weight on earthly things right. nothing else should be your source but jesus yep. okay i agree and then i um and like i said again <clears throat> i think the whole thing behind all of these topics is because they can literally destroy your life when you don't you know like if there are guidelines right with everything and when you don't live within those guidelines it can destroy your life everybody know anybody you've never seen nobody who's who's drunk live a prosperous life exactly you know anybody who you know who who's a drunk or who's a 
crackhead, you know, right. or whatever, you know, like they, they don't live prosperous lives, like their lives are trouble. Because so they're being controlled by that very thing. Controlled literally. by the very thing. Yep. Literally. Yep. So, and again, it still goes back to what your source is. Exactly. At that point, the drugs or the alcohol or whatever is mm-hmm. your source. And you see how those in, those sources, yeah. if that's your source, you see how that ends. Absolutely. So, like you said, it's about the guidelines. Yep. God is, he's not putting these rules in and be like, you know, like the devil wants us to look at it right. as, he always telling you you can't do something what, what's so wrong with that or whatever mm-hmm. like he it's not to harm you it's to prosper you it's to make you better right so look at it like that it is hard because we we got to fight against the flesh mm-hmm. but if you take everything in moderation with self-control you will be fine because again you're keeping everything in its proper place and that's how god ordained it to be mm-hmm. now of course he does give us free will to yeah. choose right but that's because he's a good father but that's true for these taboos or whatever, just remember what your source is and do not ever let anyone condemn you, period, right. because we are all sinners. And if you go back to the seven daily sins in the Bible or what he thinks, really, there's only, I read, it was only two sins that are unforgivable. That's if you blaspheme the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit and if you do not, if you're not saved, if you don't accept oh. um, Christ as your Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. Everything else <laughs> is forgivable. He's, as you know, his grace is unlimited. Right. It's everlasting. So you shouldn't let anyone condemn you. And uh, even our conversation bringing these topics up is not to condemn whatsoever. Absolutely. It's just to. <clears throat> it's just to enlighten. Exactly. Like pretty much just enlighten. Like I said, you can take it or leave it. I'm not saying it in a arrogant way, right. but I'm just saying it, it's for you. Like if you want to take it, then good. If you don't, you know, then that's good too. Like it's still all good. Right. So. Okay. What was your next topic? <clears throat> um. <laughs> I chose coworkers, um, basically dealing with difficult coworkers. But mm. of course, I, again, I don't really think that's Christian taboo. Right. Um, I just found like a couple of scriptures, but I guess it kind of tied into family issues. Right. Still like forgiving each other um, or how to deal with difficult coworkers. But I guess it wouldn't really be taboo. What did you choose? Um, I did. Oh, my <coughs> last one was for suicide. So, mm-hmm. um, that is a big one because I've heard so one. many things about, oh, if you commit suicide, you're going to hell. Right. Um, because you, you know, you didn't, you couldn't repent for it before you died or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I've just heard so many things. So, went back to the Bible, of course. There is nothing in there that says suicide is a sin. There's nothing in the Bible that says you're going to hell if you commit suicide. Hmm. Starting from that, lack of a biblical perspective. Mm-hmm. Then I also found um, several people that committed suicide in the Bible. Samson, number one. Mm-hmm. Of course, we know Judas. We know why he committed suicide. Right. Um, Saul, King Saul committed suicide. Mm-hmm. His armor bearer committed suicide because Saul committed suicide. Right. And it was several others. Yep. Their names were hard to pronounce. But right. um, suicide is talked about in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But nothing about, oh, you're going to hell or that's an unforgivable sin. Right. It's not on any of the lists of, you know, God, um, what do you call it? Uh, these are abominations or mm-hmm. these are the, the deadly sins or whatever. It's not on any of those lists. That's one thing. I remember I got into a, uh, a debate with, with somebody about that because, again, stuff has to make sense to me. Right. So the person was trying to say that su- the reason why suicide is such an unforgivable sin because – you're not like you just said. You can't rep- you can't repent, right? That you know whatever. But I'm like, but that's stupid because let's just say somebody's in a car accident. They don't know what's exactly. coming. Exactly. They don't know they're about to get killed. Exactly. I might have just cussed before. Exactly. Then. I might have just did this. So I'm you know it's plenty of times where you just not able, the last thing you're able to do is repent. Right. You know nobody 
most deaths are not planned. Right. So I, I never understood that, and which is why I agree that, um, in my personal opinion, I do I do think that you can commit suicide and go to heaven because I believe that it's a matter of your heart again. Nobody knows, your, you know, like what you were going through, the depression right. you was going through, how bad those days were, how, you know, how dark those days were, where you just, you know, you still love God, but you just can't take it no more. Right. Like that, to me, that's not evidence that, that you didn't love God. Right. Or that you weren't a Christian or that you didn't give your life to him. Because I've been there where days are just that dark. Right. You know, and I'm just like, God, let this cup pass for me. I don't know how long I'm going to be, you know, in this thing. But that don't mean I didn't love God. Right. That don't mean that, um, you know, I hadn't given my life to Christ. It just meant that days got that bad. But, of course, it was the faith in me that I knew in his word that, you know, that you'll right. come out of it or whatever. But I'm like, it's a lot of times where people are just that hopeless. Exactly. And they you, don't and you know that. you it in the Bible. Exactly. So, so, what do you, so then that goes back to, do you think once you accept Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, that's it? You're sealed uh -huh. for heaven. It can, basically, your salvation can never be taken from you, no matter what sin you commit. So, I think so. I do, too. I think so. Um, but I think that you can still have a... You know, like you can, you can pretty like once you say, you know, I've given my life to Christ or whatever. I think that your your book is like, I mean, your name is written in, in the, the book of right. life, right? But I'm like, but if you want to go out here and act a fool, then you just don't get none of the blessings, that's right? On earth. Uh, exactly. And um, Pastor Evans actually talked about that about um, when Jesus comes back to reign with the is that a rod, yeah. a rod of iron? Yeah. Um, he basically said, you know, once you're saved, you're saved. That's it you will go to heaven, but how you live in heaven is based on how you lived on earth. Exactly. So, you know, he, the Bible scriptures about, you know, those who will be, who were first will be last. Mm -hmm. or, like everything is different in heaven right. and it's based on how you acted. So again, I believe personally believe once you're saved, mm -hmm. that's it. You're right. going to heaven, no matter what sin you commit, Right. no matter what, like, even if you die with, you know, sins that you didn't repent for, you're going to heaven because you accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. But how right. you are in heaven. Mm -hmm. Or even how you are here. Like, like exactly. I said, even how you are here on earth because you, we still have free will. So if I say, okay, God, um, you know, I give my life to Christ and then I just don't get the promise. Let's say I'm waiting on the promise and right. I just don't get the promise, um, you know, or whatever. And I throw a fit and I start living my life ratchet again, start doing this, you know, <laughs> not ratchet. You know, I call myself a ratchet Christian, but you know, I just get out here and I just start acting a fool, just start doing this, doing that, you know, and just living for the world. And then I just think then, then you're going to have the, the world consequences, right? You know, you're going to have, you're, you're not up under his covering per right. se anymore. So I, I believe that when you do live for Christ, you are up under his covering, you know, and that's why, you know, you see so many times where you're just like, man, God really covered me. Right. But when you, you know, remove yourself, if you don't, you know, whatever, then you're going to deal, you're going to, Satan is going to be your, you know, right. or he's not going to be your whatever, but God is just, because God is a holy God. and Exactly. And he cannot tolerate he sin. He cannot tolerate sin. So you doing all that, he just going to, you know, remove himself. Now he's still watching, but you just don't have, you're not in close proximity with him anymore. Right. And we actually talked about that with uh, King David when he, his son died after he killed mm -hmm. um, his, what is the name? Uh, Bathsheba's, Bathsheba's yeah, husband. Yeah, Bathsheba's husband. He didn't kill David. He killed his son. However, mm -hmm. Um, I think I sent that verse to you. It said something like, um, the prophet came to him and told him, yes, your son will die. You will not die. <clears throat> but um, it is because God cannot allow his name to be bl blasphemed by his enemies, meaning Satan, meaning his dominions or whatever, his demons. Right. Um, and that was a different way to look at sin, meaning God still loves the sinner. It's about his name being blasphemed, meaning, oh, 
meaning that Satan can never come to him and say, oh, you're supposed to be a holy God, but yet you didn't punish this. Or you, you know, you didn't do this when, when they sinned against you willfully or whatever. Right. He can't let his name be blasphemed. Mm. So that means he still loves you. He still loved David. He still let him live. He still forgave him, but there were consequences. Mm-hmm. And his consequence in that situation he had to lose his son. Yeah, wow. So like you said, you literally, you're going to deal with consequences. As me and you talk about all the time, again, we have our different like, <laughs> personalities. So Ebony will literally tell you, I can get popped one time by God. Like, literally, I'm like, oh, nope, I'm done. Let me sit down somewhere. Yeah. Any little thing, I'm like, okay, I, I got it. I got the message. Right. But she <laughs> literally, like, she's just hard, just I, I, tough. I told, um, <laughs> I, so it's, it's me, well, Marche, myself, and this another friend of ours. So I always, like, put us in a, um, like, whatever. I'm like, Marche can get hit. Marche is the type, she can get popped on her hand. She done. She, 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 yeah, she not being bad no more. She not doing nothing else. She out. I got to get popped with a belt. So I can't, you pop me on my hand. I'm like, so? You know, like, that don't hurt. Do, you know. She's so. throwing ice cream at a wall. <laughs> throwing ice cream. Yeah, that, that was a, a, that's an inside story. But um, just, you know, just rebellious. You know, you're going to pop me on my butt, and then I'm going to get the, the picture yeah. after you done with me with a belt. But we got this other friend. I'm like, now she eat worse than me. I'm like, baby, she got to get beat with an extension cord because she <laughs> she just ain't gonna do right. Hey, and Christy. That was, that was not. That was oh, Ashley. Ashley. <laughs> that was Ashley. Yes, but oh, I'm just like Ashley got to get beat. Ashley oh, got to get beat, honey, because she just hard headed. Right. No, um, you are right about that. So that's yeah. So that's what we always say. But I am a little bit more, like I said, just a little rebellious. I've been like that all my life. So. And that's what I'm saying. So God knows his children. He, he knows what to do to get our attention. So, again, sin is sin. You will have to deal with the consequences right. here and in heaven. But do not be condemned. Once you're saved, you're saved. Mm-hmm. You're going to heaven. But what happens there is is a result of how you acted on earth and what you're experiencing here on earth mm-hmm. as far as peace, joy, you know, open doors of opportunity, whatever, however that he's going to bless you, you cannot experience that when you're sinning, period. Right. Like, it's just not going to work. God is, like you said, a holy God. Mm-hmm. He has to deal with sin. Um, but he still has his grace and mercy through Jesus Christ and his death and his raising from the dead that, mm-hmm. you know, <coughs> basically puts up a, a wall or whatever between us and what we really deserve through that sin, which is mm-hmm. death. Mm-hmm. Um, so That's let me true. see what else. Oh, I want to say one more thing about suicide, and that's Mm -hmm. for the Samson example. Mm -hmm. To look at sin as, or even when you are sinning. So God, Samson was born to a mom who was barren, basically. Um, God sent an angel. You would ask that. I cannot remember her name. Oh, no. She's actually unnamed. It says the name of his dad, which is like Mo Mo something. Mm Mm-hmm. It names his dad. It does not name the mom. Okay. Um, but it just said she was a barren woman. An angel of the Lord came and said she would have Samson, that he was going to be um, basically, like, committed to the Lord. I can't remember the name. It starts with an N. But mm-hmm. they were people that were specifically committed to the Lord, couldn't have drink or couldn't wine, have wine. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. They couldn't shave their head. They couldn't be around dead bodies. Just, like, certain oh, things wow. you couldn't do because they were committed to Christ or right. to God. So, mm-hmm. um he, you know, as you know, he was one of the strongest men in the Bible. He literally, the the angel of the Lord told his parents he is basically, God has ordained him or predestined him to basically kill the Philistines or, like, destroy them or whatever to, mm-hmm. you know, get Israel or whatever back to where they're supposed to be. Right. So that was his purpose okay. on the earth, okay? So he he does that. He kills all the Philistines, her Philistines, have you said, and... um. 
constantly battle after battle nobody could destroy him and they hit the philistines hated him they sent a woman mm-hmm. that's that less exactly mm-hmm. that's that um, uh, lust of the flesh exactly I'm them eyes mm-hmm. <laughs> and they actually said that was his downfall his eyes because he loved women right so she, they sent her to find out his weakness he kept lying to her kept lying to her would never tell her but he finally did shaved his head mm-hmm. gouged out his eyes so mm-hmm. now he's blind mm-hmm. and put him up like a spectacle in front of like all the philistines or whatever so then his last prayer was no before that it said he his hair started growing back because that's where his power was so um once they cut off his hair that's when he lost the power and so anyway so when he you know blind basically about to die Mm -hmm. his hair is growing back though he literally prayed at his very end god please you know restore my strength Help me kill, take them out, and I will die with them. So he's literally praying to God, basically telling him he's about to kill himself yeah. with these Philistines. And it says God uh, basically answered him, and he was able to pull down a whole temple or whatever, and it killed more men than he did in his life. So mm. at his death, he killed more men than his life. So I bring up that to say about what we're predestined for. So whether you're, um, you know, adult you're you're doing adultery or you're premarital sex or homosexuality lying drinking whatever sin you're in Mm -hmm. don't don't let anybody count you out because you have you are literally put here god's purposes will always stand his word will always stand you're here for a reason regardless of whether you're living in sin or not his whole goal his whole plan is going to be fulfilled in the earth he brought us into this earth for a specific person and that will be carried out right so (laughs) even with Samson, he his he literally basically killed himself yeah. but he was still ordained he had a purpose on this earth and he fulfilled that purpose regardless of what sin he was doing mm-hmm. whatever god still loves us we yeah. cannot be counted out mm-hmm. we're here for a reason so don't don't be so wrapped up in guilt yep. shame all the things that the devil uses to think that we're nothing keep we have no bound. purpose exactly yeah. keep us bound that's what happens when people are, you know, committing suicide or thinking about suicide. They think they have no purpose here on earth. They don't want to, they no longer want to be here because they don't see it. So mm-hmm. for someone who's dealing with that or depression mm-hmm. or whatever, the guilt, the shame, the condemnation, that is not of God. Right. That is of Satan. <clears throat> and I want to say something real quick too about, um, I was going to say, and that that's the another true, uh, like, gift of being a Christian and following Christ is the freedom behind it. I'm like, because any other, you know, of course these are taboo topics and like you said, um, with um samson at first you know you couldn't do this you can't you couldn't do this you can't right. you had to walk this right perfect line i'm like and that's the thing with christianity he tells you this but he still loves you and forgives you and grace covers you exactly. if you don't walk this perfect exactly. line if you don't live like this i'm like because anything else is a cult exactly and that's how like cults right. are built you know um what's i don't even know his name but it's the guy who um you, What's his name? I don't know. But he was a white guy. He literally uh, was had like 40-some wives, and they mm-hmm. had like a cult, and then he was marrying his kids and right. having children with them. But I'm like, that's the cult. And they and they were bound. They were not free. They exactly. could not do this. They had rules, 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 rules. And that is not true Christianity. Right. Pr- true Christianity is not rules. It's relationship. Exactly. So. And most, as you know, most of the – all the rules, like everything, when Jesus came, it was a totally different yep. thing. That was the Old Testament. Old when Testament. Jesus came – what he, the most things he talked about was Love. loving God yeah. with your whole heart, mind, body, soul, and with everything you have, and then loving others. That's the yes. main. He said that's the first two that's commandments. That's the hardest thing. Lord. Exactly. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. All these other things are sins. Yeah. Everybody is a sinner, but we have Christ. We have the new standard. We have the new relationship with Him. Mm-hmm. 
and he knows what we're, he knows we're just men. He knows himself because he came here to see what it was like. Absolutely. But yet he did it without sin, and he, that's how he was able to die for us. Mm-hmm. So don't be condemned. Don't have guilt. Don't have shame. I'm not saying go out there and do whatever you want to do because right. again, come the, with exactly the yep. standard is the standard. There are rules in place, but it's for our own good. Right. So that's all I had to say. That was pretty good. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> We have not forgotten. We wait on Mr. Booby, who we were talking about last week mm-hmm. about coming to talk about the Amber Geiger issue and then the um, woman in Fort Worth that was just killed. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will have a podcast over that. Uh, but of course, Booby is a mess and slow. <laughs> so we will let y'all know yes. when we're about to do that. But mm-hmm. we do have some other good topics coming up. We sure do. And we will see you guys next week. See y'all next week. Have, have a good a weekend. Wonderful Saturday.